0: What's going on here then? Why can't I hear myself? I've got headphones plugged in. Hello, there we go. Hello, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side. Before we slap you full in the face with the latest dose of football funny, let me remind you to please rate and review us on iTunes, Castbox, Acast or wherever it is you get your latest ear candy from. Just click on, give us a nice comment, five stars, job done. But before you even consider chucking those stars our way, make sure you fill your ears with this little lot. So we are in September, we're going to do that, okay. Congratulations, Liverpool, you are the champion. Football never ceases to amaze me, but even I didn't expect what happened this week when, after just five games into the Premier League season, Liverpool were awarded the Premier League title. On the left side, the funny football show. OK, that might be going a little over the top, but certainly the result at Carrow Road this weekend was slightly surprising, even if the reaction of the football press was not Liverpool fans will do well to hold off getting their Premier League champions 2019-2020 tattoos done for a couple of weeks at least, even if the back pages of the papers did proclaim that the title was all but decided after Manchester City slipped to a 3-2 defeat to Norwich. For example, the Daily Mail ran a headline that read The day the power shifted. Which I'm sure is exactly the case. That is, if you ignore the 18-game unbeaten run, the back-to-back Premier League titles, and the fact that City have managed to overturn a bigger and later points difference as recently as last season. Ah! But certainly it would seem that this is a seismic shift and we might as well just give up, leg it up the motorway and hand the Premier League pot to Merseyside. I mean, is it really any surprise that Manchester City fans were reacting like this on BBC5 Live? Nigel, it says on my screen that you think Pep Guardiola needs to go. We're five games in. Yep. Five points behind before already. So you want Pep out now? yes. Yes, we're five points behind after five games. So you think that's the league done then, do you? At this moment, yes. Trying to ignore clearly fake caller, but I can't. It must be nice for Chris Sutton to be having a footballing discussion where his opinion isn't the most ridiculous in the room. I mean, it is really easy on one hand to dismiss this guy as a stooge, but then I think... Maybe this is just where we are with football right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a modern fan. I mean, check out this Arsenal fan's reaction after his team drew with Watford this weekend. I wanna fucking kill myself. I can't do this anymore, bruv. This club is gonna fucking kill me. Oh my god, you wanna do nil this club oh, I can't do this anymore, bruv. Oh my fuck, bruv! Is that just what football fans are now in this attention hungry, clickbaity internet celebrity world? But I suppose for Gunners, that's a pretty measured and considered response. I think he was only a few seconds away from shouting Wenger out and getting a staff job on Arsenal Fan TV. Blood. But anyway, let's not take away from the amazing victory for newly promoted Norwich City, who deserve all the plaudits for winning the game. A game that most people predicted they'd be completely taken apart in, like Steve Dale in a Berry Boozer. I Dale, you twat. That's for the shakers, you c- And I'm pretty sure afterwards it was probably party time in the city of Norwich. Thankfully, Delia Smith took to Talk Sport to tell us exactly what those celebrations were like. What were the city directors like in that boardroom afterwards? Incredible, though a lot of alcohol was consumed. <laughs> Careful, Delia. You know what happened last time you had a glass of Chardonnay during a football match? <laughs> But of course, post match, the big talking point was, predictably, the difference in value between Man City Squad and Norwich City Squad and the pittance that was spent by the Canaries compared to the citizens' billions. The lineup for Norwich cost six point four five million, where Cities was four hundred and six point one million. I mean it's just an amazing tribute to your recruitment department, your recruitment policy. Yes, yesterday. We had our head of recruitment at the match with us. He had lunch with us yesterday. So I was getting on my knees and Whoa, 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 whoa. I think we've heard enough from Delia there. Let's be having you. Oh God. I feel a bit queasy. Oh, God. Speaking of sexy and downright disturbing things, England fans have been advised that they should get down and do the down and dirty this week if they want to think ahead to next summer. The reason being that if you do the do now, by the time the European Championships roll around, you could be in for some bumper-free time as a new little England fan arrives and your paternity leave kicks in. In other words, have sex now and your new baby should arrive when the Euros are on. To be honest, this smacks of exactly the kind of financial planning that is rotting football right now. A short-sighted, short-term gain for long-term trouble. Sure, two weeks' free time off for a feast of international football sounds like a great idea. But think about this. How much financial impact would two weeks off work without pay cost you if you took it off now? A grand? Two grand? Maybe a little bit more? Even if you're on Alexis Sanchez's kind of wages, it's going to pale in comparison to the estimated... Wait for it... <laughs> £188,000 that it costs to raise a child from birth to the age of 17. Or at least until they're old enough for Adam Johnson to bring them a football shirt. Plus, if you think for a moment that having a new child is actually a free pass to watch football rather than anything other than a sleep-deprived, poo-filled, foggy-brained ride through the very centre of hell and you're more deluded than most Crystal Palace fans who think they've got a chance of staying in the Premier League this season. So rather than enjoying the football, you'd be more likely to be sat there watching a small, helpless being rolling around on the floor and screaming. It would be just like having Ashley Young back in the England squad. Whoa, 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 hang on. got one more bit to do. One more. Before we go, I just want to highlight a particularly fine piece of shithousery. So last week, Vincent Company had his testimonial match from Manchester City to mark years of fine service, a match that he ironically was injured for. But rather than focus on the great service he gave to the club, all the thousands of pounds the game raised for homeless charities in Manchester, the Daily Express ran a far more explosive headline. Why Man City fans are booing Liverpool's James Milner during Vincent Company's testimonial. Here's the thing. James Milner didn't play during Vincent Company's testimonial. He was supposed to, but he never made it onto the pitch. And thus, he was never booed by any sections of the crowd. What happened here was the Daily Express decided to write a shit-stirring article that reflected badly on City fans before the game, and then just fill in the blanks afterwards. The story has long been taken down, but you can still find little bits of it on the internet here and there. Sections like this. James Milner was booed by a smattering of Manchester City supporters when he touched the ball during Vincent Company's testimonial. Milner was among those involved, coming off the bench to replace. And no, that's not a bad edit from the production team on the left side. That's just where the line stops. They were literally waiting to fill in the blanks. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, journalism in 2019. Reporting on something that hasn't even happened. Fake news has reached football. Right, that's it. I'm done. I finished. You can play the music now. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of On The Left Side. Make sure you've clicked subscribe however you listen to podcasts. There's no subscription fee. We don't charge you anything. It's just loads of football funny for free. And if you like what you heard please give us a rating and a review on iTunes and we'll see you next time for a dose of football funny. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.